Real is what you feel, feelings are real. Put your money down, raise your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings are real. Put your money down, raise your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings are real. Put your money down, raise your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings are real. Put your money down, raise your back, spin the wheel. Good morning, VH1. This is RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, and we're on the drive home with you. Listen, if it's the morning and you're driving home, you got some pretty big problems. The realness. My name is Joe Batanz, and this is Relaska Thoughts. Realness. Today we're talking about Trixie Mattel. A little bit of Shangela thrown in. Join us, won't you? tell you something this intro took me so long to do it was awful it guys you know what i don't even like the fade out right now i'll be honest with you but i'm just i can't do i did it because whenever you do the music part i can't edit it because in the same track and so uh I, I did it over and over again i couldn't get the timing right it was a big mess anyway hi everybody welcome to relaska thoughts my name is joe batanz and today we are going to take a deep dive into the episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Re- no, not RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. We're doing a deep dive into RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, Season 3, Episode 4, titled All-Stars Snatch Game. Today, we're going to take a look at the big storyline. This is what I was thinking about today when I was chewing on what to do about Relaska Thoughts. I want to take a, a dive into Trixie Mattel, her storyline on the show, and what happened. You know, uh, not for narcissistic reasons. No, you know, I shouldn't say that. Not for entirely narcissistic reasons. I listen to the show. You see, what happens is first, I record the show. And I'm not listening to it. I'm recording it. Okay? Then I edit the show. But to get it out to you guys in time, I edit it at really high speeds and just listen for mistakes. And so I'm not really listening to content as much as I'm listening for errors, uh, words that shouldn't be said, or like coughs, or... um, uh, a lot too many uhs or spaces, and so like editing for sound. I'm not really listening for content. So finally, on Saturdays, I have long drives that I have to do, and so I will listen to the show uh, on that uh, Saturday. And uh, and while I listen, I go, you know what? That was a good idea. I should have said that. Or, you know, I wish I would have said this more. I'll be honest with you. I had a buttload of coffee on Thursday night when we recorded because I was I was feeling sort of lethargic and didn't really want to record the show, so I had a bolt a jolt of caffeine for you guys so I could bring you some energy into the show, even if it wasn't a lot of energy, at least something I could analyze the show. And the problem is I couldn't sleep at like one or two in the morning. You know, and you know how it is with the caffeine. I was like, then all of a sudden, because I couldn't, I was wired but tired, as the kids say. Um, and because I was, I was like focusing on every little thing I did wrong. So one of the things I was like, I didn't put that fucking goddamn Shangela clip in when she kept Trixie. Here's the funny thing. We're going to play it today. But when I went back and rewatched the episode, because I also rewatched the episode on Friday mornings, I realized it's not that good of audio. It's actually completely 100% visual. But let's let's talk about Let's actually dive in. What we're going to do is we're going to redo Trixie's story on the show because I have more things to say, more things to talk about. We're going to play the clips. You've probably heard them before, but you know what? 
because this is coming from the iTunes file and not from the live feed, uh, we're going to get to hear curse words. That's a good, that's a plus. That's something we do miss from the old show is we used to always pull from the iTunes file and we got the curse words. And now um, uh, when we do the live feed, we don't get the curse words. So uh, we're going to get the curse words today and there's going to be a lot of repeats here, but um, this time with more, with different uh, commentary, hopefully. I might be repeating a lot of the same stuff I said before, but this is a deeper dive into the storyline that is Trixie Mattel. But now before we actually jump into the storyline, I think I should do a full disclosure here and just give a anyone who listens to this show uh, knows that I'm not the biggest Trixie Mattel fan. I don't hate her. You know what? I'll tell you what. I shouldn't say because that makes it sound like I don't like Trixie Mattel. That's not the case. What the case actually is, I think she's overrated and I think she's overhyped. I think, and I know she doesn't want to hear this. I think what happened was Katya really likes Trixie. And Trixie was able to ride the coattails of Katya in the beginning. So the very beginning of the Trixie Mattel explosion, she was riding the coattails of the phenomena that was Katya. Okay? And then she came into her own. And we're going to analyze a lot of this because I think what leads to the rise of Trixie Mattel is also her downfall in this episode. And I touched on it in the episode, and we'll do a deeper dive today into it. But... I think that Trixie Mattel is very funny, okay? I don't think she's as funny as a lot of her little twink fans, 13-year-old twink fans think she is, but I think she's very funny, and, uh, but I think still has a lot of, you know, growing to do comedy-wise. We have a fan of the show, I'm not going to name him. But uh, he, I, th- I think he's a Trixie stand. There are Trixie stands out there. And he got really offended last year when I said that Trixie uh, was funny for a drag queen. And I'm not going to rehash that argument. But I, I think what we've seen here is I actually think uh, Shangela specifically and Ben on the Snatch Game were funny for funny. You know, you could put, especially, yeah, I would put Ben and Shangela up against really seasoned comedians. And I think, again, it has to do with a lot of the flaw in Trixie's comedy. And uh, we'll get into it. But let's actually get into the story. That's my opinion. So just going in, just realize that uh, my opinion is tainted with the idea that I think Trixie is a little overhyped. I also have opinions, in case I don't get there, on Trixie's... I'll even say Trixie's a very good drag queen, but I, I hopefully I remember to touch on the topic. I don't know where it would fit in here. That Trixie Mattel is a great drag queen, but that doesn't mean necessarily you're good at RuPaul's Drag Race. And I think that's sort of the problem. There are a lot of drag queens who are great at drag, but terrible at RuPaul's Drag Race. There are a lot of queens who are great at RuPaul's Drag Race, but terrible at drag. Okay? And um, that is sort of the what we run into here. And, um, I, I, and I don't even know if necessarily Trixie's all that good at the art of drag. And what I mean is not the look. She, the, her look is great. Fantastic. Fine. Whatever, right? 
I'm talking about even performing. I, th- I don't. Th- I think Trixie's in flux. I don't think she knows what quite what she wants to be. And I think that's part of the problem. I think she realized she didn't fit in the world quite of drag. She doesn't. She's not good at going out there and just lip syncing and collecting dollar bills. That's not her. She sees herself as a performer. Okay. So you would think that would mean she'd be good at RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a contest, but that doesn't mean... I think she's her own thing, and I think that's what she's struggling with. She doesn't know what she's good at, and and that scares her. But let's let's dive into this. I'm already talking too much. I've talked for eight minutes, and we haven't played one clip yet. So the first clip we're going to play is early on in the episode, uh, I believe it's Aja, but someone asks Trixie who she is going to do um, for Snatch Game. And after a joke... She gives the answer. I'm doing RuPaul. Mother Ru. In my season, I was so sad because I didn't get to do Snatch Game, and I wanted to do RuPaul in front of RuPaul so bad. And every time I do RuPaul in front of people, they think it's hilarious. She likes dad jokes, like I do. She likes puns, bad jokes. Give me great. I'm winning the challenge. You sound real confident, sis. I am. Okay, I want to talk about a couple things. I don't know if you picked up that there was that... um, it's right in the beginning, so I'll play it again. There is, uh, they do that thing where they, it's called ADR, but where they redid the, I don't know that, you know what, that wasn't ADR. It sounds like they took a clip of Trixie saying RuPaul somewhere else and just inserted it. Listen, watch. I'm doing RuPaul. Mother Ru. So, uh, I don't know what she said there originally, but obviously it wasn't working for the editors. So then they went, they went and found her saying RuPaul somewhere else and just put it in. Okay. Um, also, she says... That everyone thinks I want you know I'm gonna play this clip again I'm gonna stop it at certain points because there were certain things she said I'm like oh I should stop it and it was just too lazy here we go I'm doing RuPaul Mother Ru in my season I was so sad because I didn't get to do Snatch Game and I wanted to do RuPaul in front of RuPaul so bad okay I want to stop it right there for a second and I said this on the show her RuPaul is one joke. and as we learned that you can't carry Snatch Game on that one joke and as we saw. The first time she did it, it killed. But then it's like, you're doing the same thing over and over again. Like, okay, let's move on. And every time I do RuPaul in front of people, they think it's hilarious. Okay, I'm going to stop again. Bitch, you're famous. All right? So one of the beauties of fame is that everyone thinks that everything you say all the time is funny. Okay? So they're always going to think that her RuPaul is hilarious. Okay? But it's really not that funny i've only heard it be funny i think she she did it on the reunion it was fantastic and it was funny and that's the end of it that's the end of the joke we're done we've seen it okay she likes dad jokes like i do she likes puns bad jokes Pretty great i'm winning the challenge you sound real confident sis. i am but she did did she i didn't we maybe they didn't show everything but we're gonna hear in a second we'll see if she really told any dad jokes or anything so, so she's super confident that she's going to win by doing RuPaul. And I think it was really important. She says it in confessionals that it was really, imp- she didn't make it to Snatch Game. That was really important to her. She, because I think, I think why this it was so devastating to Trixie is she felt she got a raw deal in season seven. Okay. That she went out too early and if she would have only made it to Snatch Game, that she would have been super huge, right? That she was eliminated then she came back and it did it didn't she don't think she liked that and so i think she thought she didn't get a chance to really shine she didn't get to do snatch games so to her she's gonna finally get to show rupaul a lot of people a lot of these women have daddy issues with rupaul 
A lot of these, these drag queens have daddy issues with RuPaul. She's going to show RuPaul that she made a mistake in season seven. Look at how good her snatch game was. And I think, and even the fans, everyone's going to see season seven was a mistake. It, Trixie would have just been given the chance. She would have destroyed on snatch game. And I think she saw that. It, no, it was probably a mercy that she didn't. Okay. So everyone's now on the show. We are, they're talking still about their characters and whatnot. And you're going to hear, Aja and Trixie talking. Ben is also at the table, and then Shangela walks by, and this happens. It's my first Snatch game. I have nothing to live up to, so I feel like I have... What's this? The thing of, like, living up to partners. And you can tell Ben's, like, uh, just trying to ignore what's going on here. I'm Thorgy. Oh, Thorgy wrote this? Yeah. It says, fuck this shady bitch, Shangela. It has my name crossed out. Okay, I want to talk about, you know, what I, uh, let's play it a little bit more, but I want to talk more about these, remember on the show, if you listen to the main podcast, I talked about the different levels of conflict that Trixie was going through at that moment, because I still am a firm believer that the producers in some way instigated Shangela to go look at that wall. They may have just said something as simple as, we think you should go look at what's on that wall, to... There's something on that wall. We're going to tell you what it is. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, I don't know to what level. I do think Shangela went to see what's on that wall, and she had a game plan. Okay? And she wanted to use this to her advantage, to build alliances. If Even if it, even if it wasn't as forth, uh, thought out as what happened, it just even to get Kennedy and Chi-Chi more on her side, to strengthen the alliance she had and set up an us versus them a sort of situation in the workroom. But there was definitely a motivation here. And so Shangela had that confidence because she wasn't truly surprised. She knew what was going on. But Trixie is very surprised. He does not think, he did not know this was coming. And you can hear him, even though there's silence, doing the mental math. Here, listen. I didn't show it to you because I thought it was not helpful or appropriate. But you decided to hang it on the wall? Okay, let's stop there. Trick Shangela, you can tell, has Trixie right when she wants her, and, and Trixie is very nervous. Oh boy, here we go. My note from Thorgy. I put it by my milk note. Trixie's now like trying to make up excuses. It's a note from Thorgy, blah 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 blah. So in screenwriting and writing, you when you're developing a character or when you're developing a story, you develop these levels of conflict. And it's so funny because I was thinking this moment really captures that lesson. Because the the levels of conflict start very intimate and they can go to very big scales and i think you can see all that and i sort of addressed this on the show with trixie first there's the first level of conflict which is conflict with the self so trixie is like oh shit what did i just do what did i mistake so now she's second guessing herself here okay then you have interpersonal conflict a conflict with one other person okay that is shangela so now she's like, Shangela's upset with me. How do I solve this problem? So first she's questioning, why did I put that up there? Did I notice what's going on here? And then she has to deal with an angry Shangela who's, you know, you know, giving her side eye and asking her these questions. Okay, even that. Now, most of us only know those two levels of conflict in a situation like this. Okay? But then it goes to another level. She's on... A competition 
So now it's a third level of conflict. She's in a contest, and she has to think, okay, so she has this herself to be in conflict with. She has Shangela. And then she has the rest of the queens who've now all stopped, okay, and are staring. And she has to think, oh, my God, how do I appear to these drag queens? Okay? That's a whole other level of conflict. Then you have to think of another level of conflict is that there are cameramen and producers as a show going on. So now she knows Trixie's very smart and she knows, oh, my God, now I have to think what I'm going to say here is important. It's going to affect the producers and how they shape the storyline. Okay, there's that level of conflict. Then you got to go and then that's going to get to RuPaul, who it's her show and she could eliminate me. You know, this could lead to my downfall if she gets the right story. Then you got to go to, oh, my God, there are the fans like Reddit and the fans who are going to see this. And I'm going to look like a total bitch on this show and I'm going to get hate. And imagine that where it's only a split second, but it's like, boom, she has conflict with herself, with Shangela, with the other girls, with the producers in the show, with RuPaul and then the, the audience. It is like five or six. Let me count that again. Trixie, Shangela, the girls in the show, the producers and the crew. RuPaul and the audience. That's six levels of conflict that she's, um, and each of them requires a different psychological strategy to deal with effectively. Shangela doesn't have to worry about all that because she's the one on the offensive. And so it's a little easier for her. Let's keep going. Yeah, but this one specifically talks about me and then says, fuck this shady bitch and then points at my name and then you hung it on the wall. See, Shangela's going like, Shangela now is placing Trixie in this corner. Well, I don't care what you think. She gave it to me because she was sad and I'm honoring her. So now what Trixie is doing is now she's trying to just to like end it. Well, uh, I think someone at a viewing party, one of the drag queens said Trixie was pissed that she knew that Shangela was doing this for the show. I like those people. I would not do something. No, go leave it now. I know you, you feel that. That's why you really feel about someone like me. I wouldn't put that up against someone because I would not want you to feel bad. Like I never that. even showed it to you because I didn't want to. You it hung wasn't it on the wall, see? Oh my God, get on but my station. But it is what it is. And that get out of my station is just like you know what? I'm just going to end this because it's overwhelming. Like, how do you know what the right choice is to make? Okay, in the heat of that moment. So uh, that's a very, very, that must have really, really scared Trixie. We just covered the different levels of conflict that she had dealing right there when Shangela confronts her. Shangela got to line up all her ducks in a row because she knew she was going to do that. That What Shangela is saying is too well thought out for that moment. I feel a person who really stumbled upon it has a real conversation and it doesn't, it's super confused and doesn't know what to think. This one seemed very well thought out. That it, it, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't ring true to me. It, something feels fishy here. But as we saw on the show, time passes. And now Trixie gets her chance. She knows what she has to do for the television cameras. Like, now she's gotten to sort everything out. And she's, she's resolved the conflict with herself because she realized, all right, this is what happened. Now she goes, I have to fix it with Shangela. So that she, by this point, she realizes it's, the producers are going to make a storyline about this. That's done. Okay. But now she has to try and face to shape the narrative so that the audience sees her as the good guy or the good girl. And she apologizes to Shangela. Here's, a, here's that scene right here. I can't go forward uh, with oh, the you know snatch what? game. I'm going to stop it right here. There's a very interesting sound clip 
right here in the background where it's Ben talking. You have to listen very closely. I can hear it in my headphones. I would love to know what this moment is here. Listen, it's Ben saying, let me hear it again. I'll tell you what she says because in case you can't hear it. It's Ben talking to someone. She goes, you know what I mean? And I'm not reading you. I want to know what happened in that moment. Here, listen to this. So let's, that's what she says. I, I don't, that's the mystery of what happened. But let's hear it to Trixie apologize and Shangela. I can't go forward with the snatch game thinking that Shangela's like mad at me. I didn't even occur to me it hurt your feelings. It does hurt my feelings. I didn't write it. All right, sis. I'm used to girls sometimes, me thinking one way about them, and then it totally flipped the script. I have absolute respect for you, but I'm really sorry. I should have just tore that section off and kept it positive. I appreciate your apology. I do. Lucky you meeting All Stars 3 me. Season 3 me would have snatched that note off the wall and come for you, but I'm not going to do that. All right, let's do this guy. Good luck, RuPaul. I'm being honest with you. It sounds like that it's a genuine moment that Trixie genuinely apologized and Shangela genuinely accepted it. You know, maybe not she hasn't forgotten yet, but remember, these things happen in a very compressed uh, time frame. And so uh, I... I, it sounds like Shangela was willing to put it behind her, I think, and maybe use it to her advantage later, depending on what happened on the show. She has it in her back pocket, okay? But if you think about it, and we'll see here, I don't think this comes up again, but I think maybe the producers blew it up into the storyline. It sounds like Shangela's kind of over it, okay? Remember, they're only showing selected moments here. But now it's time for the Snatch Game, and I only, I only pulled a few clips for the show, but in this in this clip we're going to hear, we're going to hear the entirety of Trixie's Snatch Game appearance, okay? So here we go. We'll start at the beginning. We might stop along the way. Don't be jealous of her, Boogie. It's RuPaul. Welcome to the Snatch Game at RuPaul's Drag Race. Give it up for our special guest host, boy RuPaul. <laughs> Now, RuPaul, do I call you he or she? You can call me he, she, Regis, and Kathy Lee as long as you buy American on iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so at that point, all right, that's fine. That's the one joke. Okay, now we're going to hear Grace Jones, and then Trixie comes in. Oh, man, contend with these pussies. (laughs) Your Miss Jones was not graceful. Uh Uh-oh. Right. Okay. So this is the first in the series of problems that I've talked about. In that I didn't pull Ben and Shangela or their snatch games. But when you listen to them, realize when they do snatch game, they listen. And then they use the material that's given to them in the show and make that funny. They're listening. And look, of course, they have some pre-written jokes. But a lot of them, there's no way they could have pre-written. And... um. They what they do is they listen and then like true improv comedians they take that moment and they um, elaborate on it, you know, and they turn it into its own funny moment. They're taking the moment and making it funny. Trixie, maybe because she's so nervous or whatnot, is showing up with just jokes she's already written and she's shoehorning them in. Okay, and that that case we are going to hear cases where she tries to take what they used. And make it funny, but it doesn't seem to work. That doesn't seem to be her comedy muscle. On the show, I talked about how there are different comedy muscles and you're good at different things. This does not mean what I'm saying that Trixie is not funny. She's funny in her own way, but just snatch game 
much to her chagrin, is not her forte. But let's keep going. Let's say you, RuPaul. Well, Michelle, my balls are tucked so tight that I blacked out, fell down, woke up a second ago, panicked, and just wrote, now available on iTunes. What does that mean? That's kind of very, like, uh, and Trixie and Katya show type humor that makes Katya laugh. And it doesn't make sense in the context of the show. We're, this is not so far. We haven't really gotten those dad jokes that Trixie says she loves and that RuPaul loves. I'm glad you reminded everybody of that, but unfortunately, that is not a match, RuPaul. RuPaul, I wanted to congratulate you on your Hollywood star of fame. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, my dear. As we say in the industry, winner, winner, chicken dinner. What does that mean? That joke doesn't make any sense. Well, Rue, I just said the ones that I found the most delicious. Uh-huh. Anonymous. <laughs> Your answer was an anonymous. An- anonymous, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> wow, darling, tell another one. Okay, now that was a dad joke, but the problem was that joke didn't need to be kicked up, you know? It was, she should have just let it, uh, no, Trixie, no. I mean, that was a dad joke, but no, it didn't work. You've won an uncomfortable phone call to your ex and a half-eaten hot dog from the back of my car. See, that's, again, very Trixie and Kata humor, uh, type humor that doesn't work, you know? You have to understand something. With, let me finish out this clip and we'll talk. Oh, shut up, RuPaul. So, here's the thing. And this is my take on Trixie Mattel. I know this, this is going to piss off not only the, the listener that got mad, but also Evan is a gigantic Trixie Mattel fan, is I don't think Trixie Mattel's as funny as she thinks she is. I think if you, if you, I think what the Trixie and Katya show is, I don't like saying, uh, when I say Trixie and Katya show, I also mean, uh, is I've only seen a few episodes, right? But from the episodes I've seen, it seems, it seems to be Trixie says weird, absurd shit. And then Katya laughs hysterically because I don't know why. That's what Katya's good at, and she does it, right? And I think Trixie has gotten the mistaken impression that because Katya's laughing, and then you have all these, like, 13-year-old stands who are laughing at everything that she says, that she's genuinely a comedian or that she's genuinely funny. And I, 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 I mean, she does say funny things, and she said funny things on The Bitchler. But it, it, she, I don't think she has the skills of the of the Ben and Shangela on this show. I mean, this stuff is is not good. It's not funny. So here we go. So that's that. So I know ugh, I'm gonna get mean emails, but I mean, there's no way anyone thought that those jokes were funny. There's no for real. No one thought those were funny, right? And. I think Trixie's just used to everything that comes out of her mouth. Everyone thinks it's funny. She does like, you understand something? Real comedians go out there and they say unfunny shit all the time, right? But they go out there and they work and work and work and polish their craft and get their jokes down right so, until they're funny. You know, not every joke's going to land. And that's why they work on a set. And the set is adding jokes, taking out jokes, fi- fixing this joke, uh, polishing that joke until you have a set that's just solid, right? 
Trixie's putting those kinds of jokes out there, but not all of them are going to land, and you don't want to risk that on the Snatch Game. So it's easier to do improv stuff where you can take the moment and heighten the moment and find the humor in the moment rather than being in your jokes because you don't know if those are going to work. And I think what we and I think she realized that too late, tried to make, tried to correct, but she just doesn't have that skill. And then we saw what happened. Let's move on. So later on in the workroom, Trixie and Chi-Chi talk about the Snatch Game, and Trixie confides a little bit in Chi-Chi. These challenges are fucking hard. Also, Snatch Game is fucking hard. It is, but I really wanted to like do really well in this challenge, so I'm kind of disappointed. I expected myself to be better, and I think the other queens here expected me to come in like guns a blazing. But holy fuck, did it not go good? I don't think we have to elaborate on that. I mean, she's what I do admire is that Trixie's been very forthright in the confessionals, and um, yeah, so. It's, we're starting to see the slow uh, emotional demise on this episode of Trixie Mattel. So I think she's very sad. I think I think she would rather have won Snatch Game and lost the whole competition. I think that would have been more validation for her. So I think not only has she seen that she lost a Snatch Game, but that she's in danger of losing both. Later on in the main stage, uh, Michelle is talking to Trixie Mattel, and they have a little bit of exchange, and Trixie cries. Take it out. Wait, take it out. Check it out. I know you. There's something that's telling me you're not all here. When I get nervous here, it's like, I'm at Camp Crystal Lake, and Jason's outside with the machete. Okay, now that's a really good analogy for what's being set up. So look at when she is not trying to be on, when she's having a real conversation, she's being brian and not trixie mattel she actually is much more original she, she got too much in her head it's like that level panic sometimes why i don't know it's 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 um it was like it was harder than it looks um sorry i, I thought it was gonna be like my challenge i was like so excited and i got in there and it was just like it's like frozen it was, it was it fucking sucks. and i talked about in the show Willem has said somewhere that um, one of the queens uh, had to do work while she was also on the show and that she had a sort of mental breakdown, emotional breakdown, and they had to bring in a, like a counselor to talk to her and stuff. And I think it's pretty safe to assume it's Trixie. Uh, and the rumor is that she was still filming the, the last remaining moments of uh, and then immediately had to go into Trixie and Katya's show after All-Stars 2. So um, I think that's what we're seeing is just an exhausted, emotionally spent, physically spent drag queen who is very, very successful. And that's one of the things, you know, I'm lucky enough and I get to know people who are successful in show business. And I think... What we forget, there's wonderful things that come with being famous and successful in show business, but there are some things, there are also elements that aren't as fun, which especially when you're when you're operating at that high level, you can only go down. And they realize this. And they often are frightened and anxious about how long is this going to last. A lot of them suffer from imposter syndrome, where they think, I, sh- I don't deserve this. And how long is it going to be before everyone finds out that I'm an imposter? And I wouldn't be surprised if Trixie is also suffering from this. I think we talked about this with with other people on the show. I think with Chi-Chi. And I think that's actually why Trixie and Chi-Chi were bonding a little bit in that moment. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them um, feel the effects of imposter syndrome. Trixie is extraordinarily talented and very, very famous now because of the show. And I wonder how much of her thinks, 
I'm not that good of a drag queen. I'm not that good at X, Y, and Z. And how long before people find out? And I think it's that kind of pressure. And you have to think, now she's thinking she's not funny. She's just wrapped up her season of YouTube, but now she's going to bigger things. And I'm sure that anxiety is like, if I'm not that funny, maybe Vice is going to bomb. So, I mean, there's a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of pressure. I'm sure Trixie feels a lot of pressure. And, you know, I don't think it's over now with this Katya meltdown. I'm sure Trixie's very disappointed. She needs, right now she's still at the stage where she needs Katya. Later on, when the girls go backstage, um, she's sitting down. Trixie's sitting down with some of the drag queens while Ben and Shangela are talking with Kennedy and Chi-Chi. And she gets emotional again. What's on your mind right now? It was not funny. It was not funny. <laughs> it fucking sucked. Like, I feel like I told the judges and everyone here, like, a secret. That, like, I'm so, I'm so scared. And, oh. I didn't want everybody to know because I don't think anybody here saw me being afraid of Drag Race because I'm not afraid of drag in the real world. I love Drag Race. I love being Trixie. And then to come here and like to not be the Trixie I know my fans look for is like, Well, this touches on what I was talking about earlier, which is, you know... I, on the show, I talked about my own experience, you know, where I didn't feel like uh, I sounded like me when I was doing stand-up. And I think this also touches on that imposter syndrome that I was talking about, that she's not the trick that everyone uh, expects on the show. And that everyone's going to find out that she's really not that funny or that she's not that talented. And I think that's her big fear. But also, what I was talking about earlier, which is, I'm not sure that Trixie, you know, Trixie's... I think a little. I, I don't. I don't. I think she's. Un, I think we all like to put people in boxes and categories, and so I think Trixie's not able to be put in those categories, and she struggles with that because she's not a very. She, so let's 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 establish that Trixie is very talented. Okay, I don't think anybody could deny that Trixie's talented, but I don't think she realizes, or I, don't, I think she is unaware, is, is working on herself to find out what is she meant to do, because like I said. She's not good at traditional drag. What's funny is Morgan McMichaels is considered an amazing drag queen. I mean, Morgan McMichaels is a drag queen. And I hear, you know, brings the house down, you know, when she performs as a drag queen. And, but as we've seen, not good at at RuPaul's Drag Race, the contest. Great, legendary, epic drag queen. Not good at the competition. Then you have queens who are really good at the competition, but not necessarily super great drag queens. Um, I talk about them on the show all the time. I don't think, believe it or not, I don't, I know this is another controversial statement. I actually don't think Alyssa Edwards is that great of a drag queen. I've seen her live a couple of times. I'm not that impressed, right? But I'm also not a huge fan of drag, which I think is ironic that I host this show. But... uh I think Alyssa's amazing television and really good at this competition. Um, I'll say this. Let me rephrase. I think Alyssa's probably very good at drag. I think she's better at television and competition than she is at drag. I'll say that. She's better at the competition. Well, no, she's actually not even that good at the competition. She's better at television (laughs) than she is at drag. All right? That's what we'll say. I can't off the top of my head think of somebody who's really good at the competition but not so good at drag. I know they are there, but they're not coming to me right now. Trixie is in this weird gray area 
where she's not good at the competition. We've seen that over and over. Trixie's not good at RuPaul's Drag Race. And she's not really that good at drag. I know people who've seen the show and they, they actually don't think it, they think it's kind of boring. But people like her and they root for her and she has that X factor and they want to like her in something. And they maybe that could be the thing. Maybe she's really good at being a drag queen on web videos, you know, or on short form television. Okay. And that's fine. That's a skill set. Not any of those other drag queens can do that. That's what Trixie is good at. She's trying to find her skill set. And I think. She was hoping she'd be really good at RuPaul's Drag Race. And I think she's now coming to the crash, crashing realization that she's not good at RuPaul's Drag Race. And she realized she does not like drag. She's confided in people she doesn't like drag. She would rather be known for her country music and go around singing her country songs and maybe making these videos. I don't know. I don't know Trixie Mattel that well at all. I actually don't know her at all. I've never met her. I've never, oh, yeah, I've actually met her. But I don't know her very well. Okay. And I think, uh, we are seeing someone who is in flux, all right? Well, anyway, later on, like, you know, we, as we know, the girls were meeting with the drag queens who had won, and Trixie and Shangela have a little meet, and they talk. First of all, I know tonight's an emotional night for you. Yeah. Give me a hug. I know how talented you are. Now, by the way, I think Shangela's been very sincere here, okay? I don't think she's been insincere. All right, let's move on. But you also know this is a competition, and all of us want to win. And I have to put my allegiance where I feel I have allies. I, I, I feel... I'm going to stop right there for a second. I think by this point, Shangela already knows she's sending Chi-Chi home. But she's trying to put the fucking fear of God into Trixie. And because now it's... I don't think Shangela knew it was going to go this way in the beginning, but now that she realizes she has tricks in her sights, she's done the calculations, and she realizes she can totally make Trixie subservient to her. And now she's starting to say, sow those seeds. Like, it's behind us, and I don't think it would come up in a lipstick situation, but I hope that what happened yesterday isn't, like, the reason. Interesting that, you know, because I think the apology was genuine and i think shangela genuinely accepted it but i think trixie's now is very nervous no but even the whole note thing all that kind of stuff just sits with me in the fact when i'm thinking like if i'm in the bottom is she gonna ever save me or not of everybody in the bottom three you're the one i worry about and that's a good point i want to go back to something i mean i'm gonna move the audio back here trixie never says and this might make her nervous Trixie is very careful with her words, and she doesn't say, I won't send you home. Listen. And I don't think it... Hold on. Allies. I, I, I feel like it's behind us, and I don't think it would come up in a lipstick situation. I feel it's behind us, and I don't think it would come up in a lipstick situation. Wouldn't, if you were really afraid, wouldn't you really be saying, like, bitch, I will not know? But she says, I don't think. But I hope that what happened yesterday isn't like the reason you would no, pick but even the She could also be, in fairness, she could also be talking about Shangela's point of view and trying to put it, plant it in Shangela saying like, I don't think you would do that. Like giving her the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I think already Shangela oh, no. knew she was going to go with Trixie. I'm sorry, with Chi Chi. So Trixie is needlessly making herself subservient to uh, Shangela uh, and Shangela's is letting her dig, not dig the hole, but like letting her put herself there. So, all right. 
Like I said, so then we go back to the main stage. The girls lip sync. Both Shangela and Ben win the lip sync, and they each get to eliminate someone. Even Trixie says she's doing the math. Three people have to go home. You know, there's a good chance now. It's even better chances that she's going to go home. And she's sort of accepted her fate. So when I was watching this live, even though I was writing the script and everything like that, I was like, oh, shit, Trixie's going home. And I held my breath on that moment. I, I couldn't breathe. I was so shook, you know. And when Shangela, you know, revealed it was Chi-Chi, I was like, oh. And then we did the main show. And like I said, I really regretted not... um playing that audio and then i rewatch it in the morning and like i said it's very visual you're gonna hear it right now it's the, the tension isn't there because what happens is the camera is moving back and forth very quickly between trixie and rupaul and rupaul's looking at trixie and trixie's looking down and re and, and like hyperventilating a little bit and just knows what's coming waiting for the guillotine to chop her head off and the music builds you'll hear the music building on the on the clip but then she reveals Chi-Chi. So it's mostly visual. The, the tension comes from the visuals. So as you hear, it's not as dramatic when you hear it. But let's listen anyway. Shangela, it's your turn. It's a difficult decision. The person that I've chosen, I don't want them to feel like it's anything personal in any way. This person left RuPaul's Drag Race not winning the crown, but definitely going forward as a winner and creating a career for themselves. And I know they will do that long after this because I believe in their talent. But I also chose Chi-Chi. But clearly those words were written to just make Trixie shit her pants. But as we saw, Chi-Chi Devane happily went home. So it's going to be very interesting to see what on Monday, we should get that preview into the next episode on Monday. And that's going to be very, very interesting. That walk back into the workroom is going to be very, very, very interesting uh, to see how Shangela and Trixie interact with each other, how Trixie interacts with her, like what her reaction is, how she interacts with the other girls. It's going to be very, very interesting. So until then... Let's wrap it up right there. Uh, this was a long uh, episode of uh, Rulaska Thoughts. But like I said, you know, not like I said, but like, you know, we accidentally got a shorter version of um, the Form Decor Lounge. So maybe this kind of makes up for that. Well, so until Monday, when I do the rumor mill with Evan Ayers, I'm going to be signing off. Uh, see you this Monday or see you next week. Pick myself up. Turn the world on its head Don't forget what Don't forget what my mama said People talking Since the beginning of time Let's say paying your bills Pay them bitches no mind And if I fly Or if I fall At least I can say I gave it all And if I fly Or if I fall I'm on my way I'm on my way Sit that wow.